All right. If you don't have a Bible, <clears throat> we've got some on the stage, I think, still, if you need one. Um, make sure you've got one within eyesight. We're going to use it. Here you go, bud. Anybody else need one? I've got two right here. Two right here. One. Going, going, going. Sold. All right. Question. Why are you here? Praise Jesus. The question is, why are we here? I'm, there's nothing bad. I'm, I'm going to say, like, y'all don't look like you're supposed you know, it's not that at all. I just want you to think. Don't don't say it out loud. But, but why are you here? Why do you come? Uh, it could be for friendships. It could be, um, then the guy here is just an amazing speak, sp- speaker. <sighs> if I can only say that word, I'd be better. Um, it, it could be... Um, a lot of things, you know, and my hope is that you're here because you go, you know what? I think I, I learned about God and his word and his plan for my life and what he wants of me. And that's why I'm here. We've talked about um, love and purity for the past th- three weeks. We're going to hit it again for a fourth week. And, you know, I hope you see when we look at the word of God and we see it, that it's not like going, well, this is a nice thing for you to think about doing. If, if you believe in God, if you call yourself a Christian, then it's what you're called to do or to be, and your life should reflect this. So um, we're going to look at it just a just two two lives of two men of God, um, and when they were confronted with um, sexual sin and what they did, because I think it applies to us and the, the choices that we make. So turn with me, and, and, and I don't mean to come in like a, a, ser- a ser- serious tone, but um, it. it, it It'll break down some, so don't don't sweat it. Uh, but turn to Genesis chapter thirty-nine. It's the first book of the Bible, and turn to chapter thirty-nine. And I want you to see the life of a man named Joseph. <clears throat> okay, and and I'm not going to I'm not going to explain a lot of the background because we, we we just don't have that much time tonight. But I encourage you on your own time when you get home. Tonight, before you get even on Facebook, I know this sounds like an impossible task. And before you get in there and you write how amazing the night was at church, I want you to try read this a little bit for yourself again. And just see the life of this guy and what he did and how it applies to you. Okay? Deal? Deal. Okay, y'all are weird. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing back at me. All right. Let's read this. And I've read this story before out loud, and it's got, it, in the past, it's had so many words uh, that are hard for me to say. So if it takes us like 25 minutes, we'll have fun, right? Are you with me? Are you sure? Are you awake? You look depressed. Do we just need to sit down and talk? Is that better? Okay, at least we okay. No, some, some of us said no. All right, turn to... Genesis chapter 39, verse 1. Now, Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had brought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. Okay, so he's taken from his homeland. He's taken to Egypt as sort of a, a slave. 
he, he didn't want to go there. He was taken there. Now, the Lord was with him, it says in the, the next verse. And wherever he went and wherever he served and wherever he worked, it was blessed because the Lord's hand was on this guy. And I don't know if you've ever met someone in your life um, that when you meet them, um, it's not that you go, well, they're just rich and well, whatever they ter- do, it turns to gold. But their walk with God is so strong, but it seems to affect those around around him in a great way. That, that's what this guy was like. Now jump down to verse 5 because we're not going to read it off because it'll take me all night. From, from the time that he made him of overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for jo, Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's care or charge. And because of him, he had no concern about Anything but the food he ate. Okay, this was a guy that was sort of a slave that he brought in, and he began to respect him so much this quick that he made him overseer of his house. And he was this is the captain of the guard of the Egyptian guard. I don't know if you've seen Egypt on the news, right? You've seen all that stuff. I don't know if you have, but it's a wreck. But he's big time head guy of the guard there. So he's got a big household with those that serve and all that. And he's put Joseph in charge. Okay. Now look in verse, in the, in the rest of of verse six, it says, now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Now, if you don't know what that sort of looks like. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. Not really, but okay. He was handsome guy. Okay. Good looking guy. Okay. I don't know. I don't know like a guy's name to call out because most guys y'all seem to like are just really weird looking. Um, sorry, verse seven. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, "Lie with me." She cast her eyes. Girls, you know what that what that means when you. And she says that says some of that. And she says she didn't say. Lie with me. She said, lie with me. Because she thought it was all about love. Okay. Okay. Guys, if a girl ever does this to you, run. Run. It's biblical. Flee from sexual immorality. Run. Okay. You got it? A part of your flesh will go, oh, hey, hey, hey. Run. Okay. All right. We're done. We can pray. Verse 8. But he refused and said to his met, his met. Master's wife, behold, because of, of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house. And he's put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except yourself because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Now, he doesn't say sin against the, the, the guy of the house. He brings it to the next level. I don't want to sin against God. Now look, verse 10. And so she spoke to Joseph day after day, and he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. Okay? He was doing everything right. Now, I don't know about you, but, but sin can wear, temptation can wear you down. Now, he, he didn't choose to be in the spot. He was, he was doing whatever he had to do. He was, he was a slave. He couldn't escape. He, couldn't, he was trapped. But every time she would advance at him, he would say no. I can't, and, 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 and he would block the advance. Now, I want you to know, um, 
I like how it says, as, as she spoke to him day after day, he would not li- listen to her. Because sometimes we sort of go, we try to explain ourselves out. Well, I'm not going to do it because it's, you know, it's, it's just not right and I don't want to fall. And, and we sit there too long and they begin to talk back and they break down walls. It says that he wouldn't li- li- listen to her. He didn't feel guilty. And girls, you can do this where you may not want to be attracted to a guy or even be nice to a guy, but you are because you feel guilty about it. Okay, because he, it wears on you, okay? He doesn't do that. And it says um, he didn't even want to be with her. Look in here, verse 11. But one day when he went into the house to, to, to do his work, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, to do his work. And none of the men of the house was there in the house. She caught him by his gar- gar- garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. Okay. I want you to learn a principle here that Joseph did that every one of you needs to learn. And I've got a way for you to remember it. So, who here has ever been to elementary school or primary school before? Most everybody. Who here has ever met Officer Friendly or Fireman Bill or Steve or whatever his name is now. Anybody? Have them come to your school? Have you ever met them before? Do, do they not come here to your schools? Right? The, okay. Put your hands down. Y'all a bunch of freaks. You have. What does a fireman say you do if you get caught on fire? <laughs> do you do that? Are you awake yet? Sorry, dude. What does he say that you do? Because that's what people do when they're on fire. They forget everything and they run like freaks. Like me. Like, like you. I wasn't going to point you out. And I'm sorry if that was traumatic for you. Um, <laughs> what, what do you do? I'm sorry I hurt your ear. You do what? Stop, drop, and roll. Right? You're on fire. You stop. You, you drop, and then you roll like this. Okay. Now. Now. What in the world does that have to do with us tonight? What do you do when you're in a situation you didn't plan to be in when all of a sudden things get hot quick? In fuego. You know what I'm saying? Uh-oh. You didn't plan for it. You were doing everything right. It wasn't on the radar at all. And all of a sudden, someone leans to you and says, lie with me. You need to re- re- remember because it's sort of, you think, okay, this is sort of hokey. Stop, drop, and roll. Turn to James chapter 1, verse 13. James chapter 1, it's the uh, ninth book of the Old Testament. 14th or New Testament, 14th book of the New Testament. I don't know which one it is. James, if you can find it, if not, we'll have it on the screen. And it says this. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. Understand that truth. God doesn't tempt you. He allows things, but he is not the one that tempts you. Sometimes we blame God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own 
desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do you understand that sin brings forth death? Now, but it starts with our own desires that we have. And your desires start in your mind. And you've got to do this. If you want to learn and go, okay, I want to follow God with my life. What do I do when it gets hot quick? You have better already in your mind put a blockade up, a wall up that says stop. If this is going on, if this occurs and she says, lie with me. Bing, stop. Right off the bat. You got to get that because if you don't have that prepared and set up, you're going to make the wrong choice because you're dumb sheep. We all are. We're, we, we make the wrong choice all the time. You've got to be ready and have that stop ready. Now, the next thing you've got to do is if things have gotten hot, you don't just stop, but you drop. Whatever you're holding, I don't care what it is, drop. Let go, get away, and you roll away. You, you run away from there. First Corinthians uh, 6, 18 says, flee from sexual immorality. You better stop in your head. It's going to go, bam, drop, and and go, and, and roll, okay? You got it? Thank you, Jay. I got it wrong. Thanks, man. Do you... Do you understand um, how sexual sin is is probably one of the greatest tools of Satan that pulls students, that pulls young adults, that pulls old adults, whether they're men or women, away from God? Do we understand? And so we, we look at this and go, okay, because Joseph did it right. He had already put a blockade up so that when she grabbed a hold of him... Man, he was, he was willing to, to peel out of his clothes to get away from her. Stop was already on the forefront of his mind when it occurred. Dropped everything. Man, he was willing even to, to drop his cloak in her hands, and he, and he rolled away. We have so got to have that as part of who we are. And you go, well, that's just not, that's just not cool. It's just not, I mean, you can't do this, live this life, and be cool. Well, news for you then you can't be cool. You, you, well, I want to be this because, you know, I want to fit in and be, be cool at school, but you can't be a part of, of God and who God is and be stuck in the world too and try to do both. And we try to do it and we think, well, I can make it, I can make it, but the world is always going to pull you away from God and you're never going to make it. Now, let's keep, keep, keep going and look in verse 13. Because we think, well, if I choose the right things, if I do the things that God calls me to do, everything is going to be great. And everything is going to work out just fine. And that's just not the truth. We're still called to do the things God calls us to do, but it doesn't mean it's, it won't be hard. Look in verse 13. As soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came to me to lie with me. Whew, those women, if they say... Lie with me. They're going. They're 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 trouble, okay? Because she she lies right here. He came in to me 
to lie with me. And I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I, I, I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his, his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Okay, so also we see here, she just gives this big fat lie. He's done everything right. He did stop, drop, and roll, got out of there. He's trying to honor God with all that he is. And look in verse 19. It says that as soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph. Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. This guy, Joseph, did every, everything right. He stopped, dropped, rolled away, got away. There was a big lie, and he gets put in jail for doing what was right. Do you understand you doing what is right? A lot of times it is not going to be like everybody's going, oh, high five, great job. Mm, lick my lollipop. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just not, we think it's good. Everything's just going to, it just doesn't. Following God is hard. He, but if you notice, God never left him. And some of you, as I've talked with you throughout the year, you go, man, I just, I just need to get in the word. I just want to be in, I want to be walking with God. And it's just been hard and I've fallen. I don't know why. Do you understand that even in the midst of things that didn't work out out there, that God never left him? And even when he went to the jail, that God blessed him and found found favor in him in those that were in charge. Joseph is a man we all need to be like. He he had it right and God's hand and favor were upon him. Now there's a guy in um 2 Samuel chapter 10 11 12ish named David. Have you heard of this guy? Not you though. It's this king David, have you you heard the story about David and Bathsheba? Anybody? This means yes. This means huh? Two people? Okay, four. I'm feeling good. Turn there real quick to First Samuel. I don't have it on screen. First Samuel chapter. Uh, I think it's ten. Because I want you to know where this is at. And this First Samuel is right before First Kings, Second Kings, and after First First Chronicles. Nope. I mean, before, after Judges, it's it's Second Samuel chapter ten. Let's go there. And actually, chapter eleven. And you, you can see it. We're not going to read the story, but I want you to see where it's at. And it says that he, the king, was there, and they were at war. But the and the king was supposed to be at war with those. You know, the king was the leader of the of the the army and if they're at war the king's supposed to be there supporting the men and he's at war as well we see here in the first verse or two that he is not at war he's at his palace while his men are at war so we see one thing he's not and doing what he's supposed to be doing joseph was doing what he was supposed to be doing king king david is not he's out on the roof of his palace he looks down and sees bathsheba taking a bath I don't know why that Beth or her name fits, but it does. Okay, looks down and says, Mm-mm, "I want that. I want her." So he tells his ser- ser- servants to go get her. Her husband is at war. He is 
fighting on the front lines. He asked her to come up. They have sex. This is King David, a mighty man of God who falls. Okay, has sex. He sends her back home. She sends word within a few weeks, I, have, um, I am pregnant with child. Her husband has not been home. He sends for the husband to come home, okay, and, and, to, and invites him to go lie with his wife and spend time with his wife so that David doesn't get the blame of the child that the husband, husband will. The husband is such a man of God, not a man of God, he's just a, a righteous man that he says, I cannot go in there and lay with my wife when the troops that I serve alongside are out there at war. I'll sleep outside of the house um, and, uh, until I go back home. I won't do it. So David sends him back to the war, sends him to the front lines and tells everybody when they're there, he's at the front to back up and for him to be killed. So, so David doesn't only commit adultery, but he commits mur- 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 murder. Okay. Now, I want you to hear this, this story because it's of, and this is what I love about the word of God. Because a lot of folks say, well, this stuff, you know, it's just not that true. You, you see the, the crud in their lives. Because I don't know if you look at your own life. Because when I look at my life, there's just, it's just, there's just crud in it, which I'm not proud of. And when we read this, man, why would they put this story in here? But it tells the truth of who they were. It's the guy that was fallen, that, that chose wrong, that did wrong things, that even killed. And it turns out that a priest um, found out what, what was up. And he confronted him about it in a story about a poor man and a, 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 a rich man and a sheep. I won't go into that story. It's really cute. Um, but... Um, and so he sees that he, he's the one that has sinned against God and he did wrong. And he is crushed by it. And God, the child that's conceived, dies because of the sin of, of David. And you go, man, that's not fair. But that's just the way it worked. That there's a payment for sin. There's a consequence of sin. And that child, within a week of its birth, um, dies. Now... David, who has been a man of God, done great things for God. He killed a tall guy named, uh, okay, at least y'all know that story. Killed that guy, right? And he's done great things. This is after that fact. He's fallen. And we turn, I I want you to turn to Psalms, which should be in the middle of your Bible, Psalms 51. This is a psalm written by by David after all this has gone through. Because there's a very big point to this, this story, because this is it. Some of you are in the, the, this room tonight and you say, not to me, but you think this inside, you don't understand what I've done. And I understand that what you're talking about, yeah, that could, could be the truth of God and all this, but you don't understand that uh, the lines that I've crossed and the sin that I've done and that God cannot forgive me. God doesn't want anything to do with me. Look at uh, Psalm 51. And this is a psalm written by David. After all this has occurred, it says in verse 7, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and 
gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And go down to verse 17. It says, this sacrifice Vices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. If you are here, and there could only be one or two or five or ten, I don't know. But if you are here tonight and you go, man, I, 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 I want that. I want that right relationship. I want that forgiveness uh, of God. I, I want to... To make a, I don't know how to make a commitment to God on being pure when I've already crossed the line. Do you understand the truth that God is big enough to forgive whatever you have done? That God is so much bigger than we are and we don't give him the credit for it. And I talked to a guy even this past week at lunch that said, you know, I did a lot of things before I was was married. But he said in 2003... I really understood what all this meant and what God said to live pure. And I committed my life to be to live pure. And for four years f- f- from that day, I lived pure and I gave that to my wife. He said, I get, made mistakes beforehand. Guys and girls and girls and guys, the greatest gift you can give your spouse to be is yourself as pure and as saved as you can get be. And if you've messed up and you go, well, I can't do that because I've messed up. You know that, I mean, God is big enough to say, start right now. And he says, but, it, but you know what? The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. We see the life of Joseph who did it right even when th- things got hot. And we see the life of David who did it wrong, but God still gave a chance to. Understand Mistakes aren't a death sentence to you. God wants you to even just to recommit your life to him, to make uh, you know, a choice to say, you know what? My life's going to be about fleeing from sexual immorality and giving him glory. Do you want to be different than the world? Then you've got to act different from the world. Let me get all heads bowed and eyes closed. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight and uh, the chance to uh, just sort of look in your word about the lives of two men of God. One that did everything right and life was rough, um, but you were with them. And one that did it wrong, uh, but repented and you were still with them. And God, I don't understand how you can forgive. I, I've, I, I, I just don't. It just doesn't make sense to me in my own life. But I think, thank you that you do. I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you've got a plan for us, God. And I ask that you will help us to walk with you each day and to not fall away from you. Lord, if we are here and just need to go, God, help me start fresh and clean and new right here. Lord, your word says that you can wash us whiter than snow. And God, we ask for that t- tonight for each one here. Um, in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Let me share this and, and we're going to be done. Who here's heard of the, and you, everybody, everybody needs to do this for a second. Do this. Put your hand up. 
everybody does. Everybody put your hand up. Okay, put your hand down. I just want to see that you can do it. So when I ask the question, ask for hands, I can, I can, you're not like this. It's not like a bad thing. Who here has heard the, the um, law of diminishing return? Anybody have heard the law of diminishing re- returns? Okay, l- l- let me share. There, there, there's a law that, that says this. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know if it's a scientific law. It is, but let me use it in the co- co- context of um, dating because I want you to understand this point. Because the, the slower that you take it, the better off by far you will be. And who here has ever um, held hands with someone before? Okay, and now I'm not going to do this for everything. Okay, now when you first, it's someone that you like. I mean, someone that 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 you, dude, dude, man. Uh, okay, have you ever held hands? Was that like when you held their hand the first time? Was it like, bam? You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, whoo, yeah, you're you're like you're like feeling like the man or girls. You're going oh, tingling all over. I don't know what, to, right? Okay, have you ever had that feeling? You don't get that anymore. I get it. Because I don't know about you, but the first time, it's amazing. The second time, it's good. The third time, it's all right. The fourth time, their hands are sweating. Sort of gross. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so then we go. Well, I, I've lost that feeling. What, 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 what do I do? Let's let's do a a hug. I'm not talking about like a side hug. I'm talking about full on hug. <gasps> okay, that feeling. The next hug, not so there, not there, not there, not there. And you know what? You've got to go for that high again because it's a, it's a rush. So you go for the 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 kiss, the peck. Hopefully you go for the peck. Don't like go full out. I'm going to eat your your throat out. That's just gross. Especially at first, you don't know them. That well. So, and you don't need to do it anyways. But um, the first kiss, you know, hair stands on end, all that stuff. And, and after a, a few of those, it just doesn't mean as much. So then you, you go for a bigger kiss. We won't explain that. And that just doesn't mean much. And then you go for more. And after a while, that doesn't mean much. And you go for more. And after a while, that doesn't mean much. And you go for more. And then somebody is going to be used, feel used. It's going to tank, and you're going to search for that new relationship again to start over. Understand that the slower you go, so much better off you will be. Girls, you better go for guys that are slow. (laughs) That sort of sounds funny. That go slow. Okay? Go slow. That's a good thing. That means they respect you. Hopefully you go for guys that know God and fear God. And that means that they fear God. They respect you and they want to honor you. Guys, God calls you to lead. So even in a relationship when there's a guy and a girl, if there's a, 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 a wrongdoing in there, I think there's weight in the guys that it's, it's more your fault than the girl's fault. God's called us as, as, as guys, as men to lead and we, we better start to lead. Right? And y'all are always thrilled about this type of conversation. Y'all are like, jolly, jolly, this sounds great. Okay. Let me share just a couple more tips here. Keep innocent expressions special. Like I said, holding hands is nice. Take it slow. 
If she says, lie with me, run. Pace your passion. Pace it. Do you understand that if God has, has ordained for you to be with this girl or guy for the rest of your life, then you can honor him and get there in God's time and, and still walk with God at the same time. Okay? Um, don't feed your fantasies. What you watch on TV, the movies, computer, friends say, whatever. You better get that junk out of your life. But it's just going to feed you a false world that's not, not, not real, but it's going to screw, screw you up. Fourth thing is um, remember whose property you're touching or with. Okay? Man, they're God's. They're not yours. Be careful. Um, I dare you to acknowledge G, 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 Jesus at every date, whether it's when you pray for your food. I dare you just to pray for your food. Can we say, we go, oh, I've never done that before. That's, a, that's an idea. You know, if your faith is really real, it's going to affect your life. Um, Agree on stand, 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 standards. Okay, guys, you need to start it. Girls, you need to demand it. Uh, and it's sort of what, I, what I, I came to a point where I told my wife, I told her, if I t- t- touch you at all, this is after we've been dating for three months, I said, we will not date again. We will, there won't be a chance for us for whatever to get back. It's, it's done with. As I screamed at myself in the inside going, what are you doing? Shut up, you fool. Agree with standards. Get it out there. Spit it out. It will help you. Um, don't go alone. You're asking for it. If you, if, and, um, and if you, you have crashed, uh, declare a new start. Man, God is big enough to forgive you um, uh, and to forgive me and each one of us for what we've done. And we've got to sort of go, okay, God, man, I am I'm yours. Uh, and... Uh, that's what my life is going to be about. Everybody, breathe in. Okay, everybody, start, start over. Savannah, I didn't see you really participate well. Ready? Everybody, breathe in. Breathe up. Okay, y'all need a mint, first of all. And we're done with our, our, our talk on love for a, a while. But it's going to come up. You know, it's been four weeks. We've, I hope it's made you think. Girls, I hope it's made you go, okay, this is what I need to look for in a guy. Because it is. Because you're responsible. Don't blame all the guys. It's all the guys' fault. Yay! No. Don't be dumb. Not that y'all are dumb. Guys, don't be dumb.